Welcome to Dungeons and Dragon Types, the Pokemon 5th edition actual play podcast. Uh, I'm your host and DM and editor, John Bailey. With me, I have... I'm Dane, um, and I'm a podcaster as well. I'm Carrie. I'm, I am now a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm just here because I like Pokemon. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I didn't say them pronouns. I use she, her pronouns. He, him. He, him. And uh, this episode is just going to be a basic breakdown of what's going to happen. So the idea for this show is um, uh, Carrie, Alex, and Dane are all playing uh, their own specially, you know, uh, specially created characters uh, a la D&D. It's the D&D character creation, but using a mod from Joe the DM, who was the, he was the guy on, what show was it? That we found out? Um, Not the Magic Tavern. Um, no, it's uh, You Meet at a Tavern. You Meet at a Tavern. So yeah, he's a, you know, he's a guy who decided, ah, I know 5th fifth edition well enough. I'm going to modify it and make all the Pokemon exist in the D&D format. Hooray! And honestly, I found, I got, found it better to use this than uh, ta- Pokemon Tabletop United. Or Unlimited or... Pokemon Tabletop United is a freaking beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm, I've, I've had more familiarity with 5th edition D&D. So, um, why don't you guys introduce, uh, well, y'all, why don't you all introduce your uh, characters? We need to pick an, we need to pick an order, too, so that we, we're not always waiting <laughs> for somebody to go first. Um, uh, why don't we make the order, um... Alphabetical. Uh, Alex, oh, no. Carrie, Dane. Oh no! Would you rather reverse? Al- would you rather reverse alphabetical? Dane, <laughs> Carrie, fine. Alex. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, hi. Um, I'm going to be playing Stanley. Um, he is a young boy um, who uh, is very set on his dream of becoming a Pokemon Center nurse, um, but has been encouraged to go out and see the world first. Um, so he has somewhat reluctantly left town to begin his Pokemon journey, um, and he is accompanied by his, uh, longtime friend Cleffa, um, who is named, uh, Gracie, and she is a bit of a diva, and I love her. <laughs> How old would you say Stanley is? Um, Stanley is 13, 14. He's very young. But a little and, bit old for his Pokemon trip. Yeah, everyone else. It, it, that's the one thing, the one gimme I'm going to have is that nobody is... I'm not forcing you all to have a, a specifically 10-year-old main character. Um, how would you describe um, like the appearance of Stanley for the... Um, <laughs> for Stanley the... is um, about middling height for a kid his age. Um, he has uh, bright green hair. Um and golden eyes, and uh, he is a, a black person. Um, he wears um, larger clothes, like big sweaters, um, and, and kind of like crumpy jeans. Um, and and um, his hair is kind of a mess, not properly uh, styled. <laughs> um, and like the kind of way where like kids they're just growing so fast and it's so expensive to take care of all their stuff so you just like let their hair grow uh and that's fine um 
Yeah, that is for the obviously uh, many fan artists that our show is going to have. Oh, of course. <laughs> big dreams. Bank on Bring it. big. All right, my go. Um, my name's Carrie. Uh, my character's name is Lillian. She is from Kalos, specifically Lumio City. Um, she she uh, has not, she's 18 years old, but she hasn't done anything with Pokemon training or anything. She actually went to a regular high school in the Pokemon world, which do exist. As established <laughs> in the uh, Pokemon Power of Us movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so her dad was a mechanic. And when I say mechanic, I mean he fixes fixed things. He also built things. So there, she had like a lot of fire and electric types. So her starter Pokemon is actually a Vulpix named Rustrun who was a bit young to be doing a lot of the work that other fire types do, but so her father sent it, sent him off with her when she decided she, after high school, she wanted to figure out what the heck she wanted to do, as most people just out of high school want to figure out. <laughs> and so How would now, you uh, describe her, uh, her physical appearance? Uh, she, like I said, she's 18. She's not tall, but she's not short. Middling height, as uh, Alex said, is probably the best way to put it. Um... She's got, you know, blonde hair. She dresses kind of comfortably. Um, when I when I originally created this character probably three years ago, she, I kind of modeled her after Winry Rockbell from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, sure. So, but she doesn't look exactly the same, but that's kind of like a go-to to of what kind of what she looks like. A good analogous kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Winry wears comfortable clothing when she's a mechanic but she also wears like feminine clothing too she, so Lillian's kind of the same way Alrighty. Uh, I don't think you said uh, are you gonna are you gonna have uh, Stanley be from the region Alex oh yeah um, Stanley grew, grew up in um, the, the starter town okay alrighty and then uh, Day yeah my character's name is Quincy Tyson, and I'm a Pokemon rancher. Um, I'd say in his mid-30s, maybe 34, 35. And uh, he spent his life on the ranch, and he's done pretty well for himself, but he's decided at this point that he's, he'd like to go out and pursue his real dream of creating a Pokemon sanctuary on his farm and giving a, giving a place for all those uh, wounded and recuperating Pokemon out there and he's got a penchant for the, the cutest Pokemon there are. So that that's Quincy Tyson. He goes by QT. <laughs> for those QT Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the entire time, everyone's just going to assume he, he's, he's uh, Lillian and Stanley's dad. Well, you know, that uh, a protector, maybe, uh, maybe a, a, a chaperone of sorts, um, but uh, I ain't nobody's father, that's for sure. Yep. yep. Except your Pokemons. I'm not going to make it super awkward every single time you run in, you, you guys meet. Hey, We're just going John? to assume that. Hey, John. Yeah. Hey, John. John. Hey, I really appreciate that. I, I hope you don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're we're cutting all this out. Um, <laughs> we're gonna end it like right when you went finished your description. Uh, how would you describe um, uh, Quincy's physical appearance? Uh, Sam Elliott. Yep, 
Young he lo- Sam Elliott. He looks exactly like Sam Elliott does. You know how Sam Elliott looks? He looks like that. In, th- in his 30s. Um, he's, he's a younger Sam Elliott, but like broader chested and uh, with like a brown handlebar mustache uh, of the like... Instead of the the twisty up kind of mustache, it's the it's the growy down kind of mustache. So it kind of like forms a three sided square on his face. You know what I'm saying? You know what the I Chester mean? Chester A. Arthur look. Uh, Almost okay. Not the full mutton. Not the full mutton chops, but like. Let me do a quick would be Google Chester. President Chester A. Arthur, a. Who, had the, who had like Wolverine level. Uh, mutton chops and a handlebar mustache that connected no not like oh gross okay (laughs) no 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 okay the the closest i can come up with and and i'm sorry for the comparison would have to be hulk hogan uh but yeah that with brown that mustache that kind of thing where it goes yeah down on either side of his mouth uh, straight down, but it's like brown, and he's not a gross, leathery muscle boy. And not a terrible <laughs> gross, human being either. Muscle boy. Does, does that make sense? Don't talk about yes. my dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alrighty. so that's QT for you. Uh, Sam Elliott, leather vested, Stenson wearing, rancher man. Did you mention? Did you mention his? His uh, companion. Oh right. Uh, so his his uh, Pokemon is a Why Not named Astro, who has a matching uh, Stenson hat. Yeah, uh, Astro yeah. the Why Not, and he's just as cute as a button. I tell you what. <laughs> and good for puns. That's right. Why not? Alrighty. So uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna have it. Um, since Stanley is Stanley and um, QT are are kind of. Uh, local, which is to say that this is an entirely made-up region that I created. This is my own creation. Ooh, and, uh, and, uh, the base, I'm going to include uh, my crudely drawn map. Uh, once again, any and all fans we end up making along the way, <laughs> feel free to make a better version of this map. I would love that. I'm not <laughs> going to try and commission you because I have no money, and I'm not going to insist that you do it for free because that's, that is terrible. But if, I, you know, I too somebody, have no money. I have no money. I'm I'm moneyless. We are all we are all no monies, <laughs> and um, our starting trainers have more money than we do. That's probably true. Agreed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah, but to give uh, everyone the basic idea of the visualization of uh, the region, it's called Montium, which is Latin for of the mountains. Hey. Because I'm a nerd who studied Latin, and we I love it. John, that's why we like it so much. All right. So, yeah, basic, the basic idea of the region is it is this little – this region sa- surrounded on all sides by just thick, uh, rocky mountains. And it's just, like, it, it's it's unpenetrable rock. So, like, no matter with what Pokemon or machinery they have, they can't b- dig through all of the rock of the mountains. So they're kind of stuck there. And it's far enough that it's hard to travel. You'd have to have, like, legendary-level Pokemon in order to travel over the mountains. So the only way in and out is through port two port cities on its western 
uh, coast, which is which is goes all along the side between the two mountains, and um, I guess starting at at the western coast, uh, we at the northern end we have Red Shore City, which is based on which is like um, set against these like reddish, almost orange colored sand. It's like really oddly colored sand for that whole uh, region, but um, but it's like the main port city. It's like the slate port uh, for this region, and that's where the water type gym leader is, who's a fisher, uh, who's a fisherman, and uh, his you know he's he's basically like um, like a serious version of the captain from Sims from the Simpsons. Yar, essentially, yar. Uh, to the north of Red Shore is Snowcliff Town, which is like Aspen. For Pokemon, for the Pokemon world, it is oh, a ski resort yes. town in the mountains, and uh, the gym leader, oh. yeah, the gym leader there is a sort of posh uh, dude, bro, and he, but he's also like really sweet and charming. So uh, he's he's like he's always encouraging to people. Um, so he's not trying to take over the teen center. No, no, he he would actually fight for the teen center. He's, oh, he's good like guy. The, he's like the real, the really cool friend who just happens to also be like a trust fund baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh, Bordeaux, you are my enemy. Because, uh, in the northern part of uh, Montium, there is an entire uh, like desert region called No Man's Land, and it is just basically the Sahara with one with two main locations within it that are habitable. One is a sort of desert desert set city that's kind of like almost um, impossible to reach called Mysteria Village. That's where the ground gym leader is. She's got a whole backstory tied to the league. Uh, to the south of Mysteria is Oasis Lake, which is the last real jumping off point to in order to get to Mysteria Village. Uh, and then... Um, to the east of Mysteria, at, uh, at towards the uh, foothills of the east northeast of the mountain northeastern part of the mountain range, is a city called Undonia, and that's basically a dilapidated, falling apart former capital of the region, and that's where the Dark Type Gym Leader is. And because it's so dilapidated and almost forgotten by the rest of the region, they've become really cynical and almost like. Um, <laughs> Just like gangland rules, there's oh no law, real law and order. It's just like whatever happens happens. Um, Take me back to Aspen, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, south of Andonia, along that eastern um, summit of of the mountains of the foothills, is a is the mining town Opalia. Opalia is where you find the fossils. The rock type gym leader is there. She's a paleontologist, and um, it's basically just like um, that town in uh, Unova where the ground gym leader is. It just it's kind of like that, but with rocks instead of ground types. Okay. Further, hmm? we're on board. Uh, we're on board. We like rocks. Yep. Sorry, I thought you had. Uh, we're adding something. Um, further south, uh, on the south uh, east corner of the region, is our starting point, Sunrise Town. That's your little route, your pallet, your. Etc. Uh, that's where the professor is, Professor Redwood. It's going to be fun introducing him. Uh, <laughs> to the west of Sunrise Town is Altamans, which is the ancient capital of the region. It's got a whole castle that's haunted with ghosts. Ooh. It's also where the ghost type gym leader is, who is a historian 
and is is very you know once again is very like book she looks like she'd be like goth but she's super uh hyper and uh excited about history and uh john goths can be excited too man come on yeah (laughs) but i'm just saying you know she looks like she'd be the dour that stereotype but she's she's like if pinkie pie went goth oh my god (laughs) that's a mental Uh, image uh to the to the uh west of altamans is the uh is this whole region called the evergreen forest and it's basically just like a forest that's almost been untouched and it's mainly because the sort of capital of that forest if for lack of a better uh terminology is called canopy village and it's where a bunch of tree hugging hippies literally live in the tops of trees and the town and the village elder is um is the one who runs the gym there and it's basically there they are there to prevent um the main villains who I'll get into from cutting down the forest oh wow and then amidst that, that forest is um is uh, also a like fairy or ghost like mystical village that's almost it's almost impossible to find on a map so you just have to happen to walk into it well, I've got the master sword. The <laughs> master sword. <laughs> I got the master sword, so I think I'll probably be really. Did I not mention that QT has a master sword? <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, this, sorry. So yeah, uh, if you end up going off the the routes, you'll end, you might you if you're lucky you'll find you'll run into that whole Mistvale town, which is like a secret, uh, almost impossible to find, like magical village in the forest. And then in the south. West of the region, on the southwest uh, part of the coastline, well, it, yeah, because coast because it, it's still the coast, but it's all rocky coast, not sandy coast. And uh, there you have the uh, cliffside village of Takeoff Town. That's where the flying gym leader is. She is all about flying alongside her Pokemon. She's gonna have like she likes to have flying battles for her gym, and they're all about flying types. Uh oh. And then uh, once you uh. Go north along the coast, you find Sunset Village, which is basically like the uh, sort of easygoing beach set, like resort town. Oh, uh, uh, Island Boy vibes. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Exactly. Exactly. And then there's a lot of retirees there as well. What's the town called? Sunset Village. Wasted away again in Sunset Sunset Village. Village. And then uh, in the dead center of the region is the main capital, which was a manufactured sort of metropolis called Aldonia. And that's where um, the uh, Pokemon League championships are held. That's where the Contest League championships are held because we are doing because I allowed for contests. They don't really have it in the handbook, but I wanted to include it in some capacity if anybody wanted to try it. Way to take the reins there, DM. Get in there. Yeah. Make it your own. And so, yeah, Aldonia has all this stuff going on it it's the big capital city and uh that's also where the headquarters of our villains villain team is which i went with the sun and moon style two types of villains yeah there is aspire industries which is basically if you know which is basically kind of like amazon google facebook all rolled into its own thing and completely monopolized uh all the industry in the region and then um, there's a secret team of villains called Team Strongarm. They're 
30s style gangsters hey. who were who uh kind of keep the keep uh aspire industries empire running secretly oh interesting and so as you go along you'll start to run into team strong arm and uh trying to strong arm us darn it exactly (laughs) it's almost like that's why they're named that (laughs) but uh yeah so that's kind of the idea behind the villain team in this one is that aspire industries looks like it's happy and friendly and you're you know friendly neighborhood mega corporation and then it, it turns out that they're actually running the like these criminal outlets and whatnot and it's all held together by by you know intimidation and force and it's then the, the main that main storyline becomes all about taking them down they yeah. also run the pokemon league Spoilers. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, i don't know i i'm really into catching uh and collecting and helping uh very cute pokemon i don't i don't see uh this really uh playing out that way john i don't know <laughs> We'll find out. We'll see. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then the the main league is, like, all funded. Like, the actual championships are going to be kind of like the... Uh, g- it's crazy that I started this, had this idea just before um, Sword and Shield came out. And then after they come out, it turns out, oh, that's that, that a lot of these stuff ended up in Sword and Shield. <laughs> they read your mind, John. They read your mind. It's crazy. It's crazy how that happened. They also had a grass monkey that I made up, too. I'm calling shenanigans. They read my brain. Zeitgeist. It's all together. It's all a big hodgepodge. Exactly. And Amazon's listening anyway. Hodgepodge? (laughs) Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. um, Where was I? Uh, But, yeah, they run the the Pokemon League itself. They keep it running. And I come up with, like, various explanations for how the actual mechanics of the game work within the confines of an actual reality. So, like, the reason you get money is because you set bets on each battle. The reason you can take down a criminal syndicate by battling Pokemon is because you're actually legally bound to honor the outcome of a Pokemon battle. Oh, my God. Criminals always follow the law. Right, but at the same, but yeah, but I mean that's the thing is that if they don't, if they if they don't follow it, then they bet they actually get time. That's extra time added for uh, break, and that's all registered through Aspire Industries. They're big, you know, Once again, Big Brother stuff. What if I do QT not... ends up being a secret strong arm agent? Uh oh. Oh no. Uh oh. Oh no. Secret twist. Spoiler. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I might be saying it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, but his his young companions change his ways. Exactly. You never know. You never know, guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll play we'll play that by ear. Um, so yeah, I think that about covers the basic ideas of what to expect from the story. Uh, all official Pokemon uh, gens one through five, and then. Um, I'm gonna throw. I'm trying to add as many side quests. I'm gonna throw in legendary side quests as well. Nice. So, uh, yeah, and then I'm, we'll uh, see how it all plays out. Hey, can That's we good. can we go around real quick and just uh, say our favorite and least favorite Pokemon? Yeah, I I would love to hear that from from y'all. Oh, least favorite's gonna be hard. I'll yeah. go first. Right. Oh, I don't know go about ahead. least favorite. Um, give me a sec to figure that out. I have a favorite. His name is Saucebuck. He is my seasonal tree Bambi, and I love him. 
Sauce Buck. Oh, is that the, one of the newer ones? No, that was from Gen 5. Okay. He, he evolved former Deerling. He had the gimmick of he changed with the seasons. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then I guess least favorite? Oh, least favorite would like probably... Like, what's the Pokemon you know what? that just rubs you the wrong way? You know what it is for me? Unknown. Oh, really? Unknown was like a such... Uh, could have been such an interesting gimmick, but they nerfed hidden power into being something into, into being something that's almost useless. Yeah. So it's like, why would you ever want unknown? And then they didn't give us a reason to catch him other than you get a certificate in the game. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, pat, pat. they should have unlocked Celebi or something. <laughs> that's what everyone thought it was going to do. It was like it was going to be a secret to uh, unlocking Celebi. Like, why else would you have this thing in there other or than to Entei, just Entei, <laughs> like in the anime movie? Ooh. That would have been something. But then Entei was like, one of the yeah, the, the anime does more with unknown than the games ever did. <laughs> Poor unknown. <laughs> it's true though. Uh, what about you, Caroline? Uh, my favorite. It's a toss-up between three. Um, and they're all Gen 3 Pokemon, so I don't know why they're my favorites, why that generation seems to speak to me. But Was I it like, your first? Uh, Absol. Oh, uh, yeah. Mawile, especially when Gen 6 rolled around and it got the fairy type. Mawile. I don't know that one. Mawile. It's one with the it, big it's based old... on the, um, what was it? Uh, oh, God, what is that? Uh, um, Venus flytrap looking? Yeah. yeah, it had the big old teeth in the back of its head. Oh, that's and pretty it's, cool. It's a horn. And then the it's front a is like with teeth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um it's based on like a, a a crazy yokai that has a mouth on the back of a woman who has a mouth on the back of her head. It's that's a really great. Cool story. And Sableye uh, is my is my imp child. My, my goblin <laughs> baby. <laughs> Your little golem. Little sure, golem. why not? Smeagol. <laughs> what about yeah. what about one that just really irks you? The from the new generation, I don't like Stone Jorner. I love the idea of it, but I hate how they implemented it. <laughs> What's Stone Jorner look like? He's um, like it, he's like if if Golurk was made out of Stonehenge. Oh, interesting. It could have been so good, but they oh, just made yeah. it weird. Yeah, that looks awful. That's a bad Pokemon. <laughs> he's definitely I like most less, of the Pokemon he's, he's from bottom, the new gen. I just don't like that one very he's much. He's bottom. Yeah, he's bottom tier Gen Eight, which has really. I will fight to the death for gra- for um, what is it? Grapple? Not grapple. Um, Grapplocked. No, uh, grappling. Applin. 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 Applin and uh, his two forms are beautiful dra- little apple dragons, and I will fight you for over them. They're the worms in the dragon. It's so or the worms in the apple. It's so cute. I just uh, googled Applin, and it came up with a British uh, singer, uh, Gabriel Applin. So I, 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 I think I need that, to. But yeah, it's basically, the, wrong the one. idea of Applin is it, it's it's got a cool backstory too because there's an actual like British folk legend about a dragon who lives in the hill who's who's a worm, and so they just combine that with worms apple worms that live in apples. Sure, and. Um, his oh, eyes are like the leaves for a- uh, oh, the apple. Oh, I get it. I get it. it. I see. Exactly. And then he like he flies using the apple skin when he evolves into flap it flap 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 apple. And That's... then his other one is he's a giant dragon pie apple pie with like oh this the is hilarious. That's Appleton. Appleton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so yeah. I I will uh, the Gen Eight Pokemon are definitely I I'm loving them way more than the last couple of gens. I'm into it. Alex, what's yours? Um, my favorite Pokemon is Sylveon, um, because she's the trans pride colors. 
Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. I also, am a sucker for Fiend Pander too. Um, and also Mew and Ditto. Mew and Ditto, and also Hatchream, uh, which yeah, is the new the new, new, uh, new Pokemon. Yeah, I love Hatchream, and I I don't understand why she hasn't taken off because she's just the cutest. Um, <laughs> and my least favorite Pokemon, and I'm sorry to all fans of this Pokemon, but I just don't like Mr. Mime. Oh He's no, that's not. Me. That's I, not I a hot take. Be I know it's not a hot take, but I feel bad for Mr. Mime fans. They're always having people talk about how weird their favorite Pokemon is. You're well, allowed your opinions. It. Come on, Mr. Yeah, Mime. Like you're, it's not like you're saying Mr. like something that's actually. It's not like you're saying Eevee sucks. Yeah, we're not. Now, you, yeah, that's either. a hot take. That's a real hot take. That's like, oh my god, you just you just started a war. Well, and there's so many like pathological fears of clowns out there it's not you know it's not a far like clowns are also funny and, and entertaining but mr mime is like a humanoid humanoid I just pokemon don't like the way he wiggles his fingers around right. it's very creepy <laughs> too he, freaky mr mime would absolutely be the pennywise character for the pokemon <laughs> version of it no. i will right, say Dave. his um uh, his uh galarian version is a bit better because it's like he's he, 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 i think it evolves into like a proper british like um Charlie Chaplin looking dude. I haven't run into one of those yet, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's so still yeah, quite it's... early in the game. Hey, I, I I've only seen like bits and pieces of uh Galarian Mr. Uh, Mime's like whole deal. Oh, well, yeah, because yeah. he's a gentle he's a proper gentleman here. He's not some creepy creepazoid who's who's being creepy. Um <laughs> so my my favorite Pokemon is uh uh oh shoot, what's his name? Oh, I just oh, had it no. in my brain. Your favorite Pokemon. And you I don't know. Remember its name. How dare you? It's because I'm on the spot and I have attention deficit disorder. Hold on a second. Um, Describe it. He's uh, he's an ice type, um, and his his uh, he's got a big spike on his head, and uh, his evolved form is Aguilar or Agalog. Avalog. Oh, oh, Snow, oh, Snowbird. I Bird. Bergmite. 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 There I got Thank it. Thank you. You you really Bird backtracked on that one, John. You you <laughs> went backwards on that one. Um, Snowberg, Berg, Goldbergs, <laughs> Ice Goldberg Cube machine. Is this anything? Vanilla Ice. Ice Cube, uh, ice, um, ice Cube Day. So Bergmite is <laughs> definitely my favorite looking Pokemon. I just love. Is and and this is where QT and I intersect. Is I just I just think he's the cutest thing in the entire world. Um. His evolved form can go take a hike in a warm lake. <laughs> uh, no. Because Avalog oh, no. is is de- really just gross, I think. It's just a terrible design. But, um, you know, whatever. Uh, Bergmite is great, and I'll love him forever. And then my least favorite Pokemon has to be Nosepass. Oh. Because... Poor Nosepass. Easter Island head. What? He's okay. doing his best. So, <laughs> so the evolved form I get. Uh, Easter Marks, um, East, yeah, Wooly Willy, so funny, and like Easter Island, like I get it, but Nose Pass, like what do you go? What is what is this? Is this like a mountain pass? It's like a, a stone nose. I I don't. I think they could have done better. They could have done better. And Nose Pass just pisses me off to you know no end. Is that if if he started off as Rock Electric. See, like if he was what uh, a lowland Go- Geodude line became. 
Wait, Alolan like, Geodude's rock electric? Oh, my God. The whole thing is that he's a compass nose. So, like, why not make him part rock electric? Yeah. God, oh. I mean, that's, what, uh, that's, that's what Alolan Geodude line fixed. He's the, they're the better version of nose pads. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't know Geodude had a, an Alolan form, and, I, and I'm loving oh, yes. him right his, now. His Alolan Golem is like a full-on Cossack beard. Has a full-on, like, Cossack beard. This is beautiful. And I love him. This is amazing. And this also yes. makes it a little more, like... Uh, the the evil. I've always had a problem with Geodude's evolutions, like uh, Graveler's great, but then Golem didn't really make much sense. But here it makes a lot more sense. Um. Anyway, that's uh. Yeah, I just that was a fun exercise. I I just wanted to hear uh, what you guys were thinking about that, oh. so I appreciate it. All right, John. Uh, can I have an Eevee? I am absolutely. Not to spoil too much, but there will actually be a quest involving the Eevees. And Ooh. you will have the opportunity to attain an Eevee after completing it. That's nice. Because, because it would not be a Pokemon D&D game if I did not give you the opportunity to get an Eevee. Because every, almost every Pokemon game where they have an Eevee gives you a chance to get an Eevee, whether it's caught in the wild or given to you. Right. And I'm giving you an Eevee because because it's Eevee, and I want to see what y'all do with it. Mm. And hopefully by that time, Gen 6 will come around so Stanley can have a Sylveon. Hey! Good, good and good. great. The fact that we still don't have uh, Eevees of every uh, type yet is insulting. Yeah, it's no, really wild. Gonna... Game Freak has said they're not going to make more evolutions. Boo. Did they say why? I can't remember. It's been Jerk a long face. time. Because they, they hate fun. Yeah, <laughs> personally, because they hate you, John. Yes. <laughs> well, they stole my ideas, and then they're denying me my evolutions uh-huh, for every uh-huh. type, because that would be amazing. I thought that was a weird press release, where they're like, uh, jo- John can go take a hike, too, and... <laughs> Along with Avalog. Along with Eevee. <laughs> Evolution. John can ride Avalog into a, take, into the into the warm lake. That's right. We're green. Um, during E3, when Masuda came on stage, because um, <laughs> Nintendo doesn't even do live stuff at E3, um, and Masuda said, hey, uh, John, if you're out there, I hate you. Screw, <laughs> Screw you, buddy. And then walked off the string. Or I, the I specifically learned English to say the phrase, I, I hate you, and I'm ruining the game that you love. And then he stuck his middle, f- and then he did, he did, he did the, he flipped the bird into the, directly into the camera and then walked off the stage. It was really weird, but I get it's, it now. Now we that get it. That was the weirdest Nintendo Direct we ever had. That's, that's why this podcast is necessary, so we understand context for things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's enough <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> that's enough for episode zero. Um, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Dungeons and Dragon types, and let's uh, have some fun. Hey, Bye. thanks, John. Bye, everybody. Bye.